for whom the ocean of sansar has dried up there is neither attachment nor aversion in him for whom the ocean of sansar has dried up there is neither attachment nor aversion his gaze is vacant his behavior is purposeless his gaze is vacant his behavior is purposeless and his senses inactive and his senses inactive surely the supreme state is everywhere for the liberated mind he is neither awake nor asleep and neither opens or closes his eyes surely the supreme state is everywhere for the liberated mind he is neither awake nor asleep and neither opens or closes his eyes इशारे हैं द होल लैंग्वेज इज ऑफ निगेशन द लैंग्वेज इज सिम्बॉलिक द लैंग्वेज इज ऑफ निगेशन एंड इन निगेटिंग इट विल कैरियर्स टू अ पॉइंट बियॉन्ड निगेशन इन हिम फॉर होम द ओशन ऑफ संसार हैज राइड अप there is neither attachment nor aversion where do attachments and aversions arise right in the mind in what kind of mind unconditioned so this one this realized one lives at a point where attachments and aversions do not reach his home is at a point that is untouched by both of these by denying that he lives in attachment by denying that he lives in aversion we are coming to see where he lives so he said in negation we are being taken to a point beyond negation obviously he does not live in attachment he does not live in aversion because what you are attached to and what you feel averse to both have no validity except your limited conditioning limited life experiences limited influences that have acted upon you he does not live there he has gained a vastness that is just too much for the limitations of the conditioned mind it won't fit in there he lives somewhere else his gaze is vacant his behavior is purposeless when we look at somebody there is something in our gaze and what is it how do we look how do we look depending on our 
Right. So what is there in the eyes when we look at something or somebody? We very well know how our eyes are full of something when we look around. Hmm? I could as well say that we only look at objects as objects and when you look as something as an object then you are the you are the subject and the subject is nothing but his assumption about himself that assumption is called the ego so there is nothing but ego in your eyes when you look at something you only look at the thing or the person or the world through eyes of ego through eyes of ego ashtavakra says no the eyes of the realized man are vacant his gaze is vacant do you see what it is pointing at his gaze is vacant which means that the ego is not the seer he is not looking at the world through his narrow subjectivity he is just looking there is nothing in the eyes hmm? there are no filters no dirts no assumptions beliefs no load of the past through which he looks at the world right his gaze is vacant vacant his behavior is purposeless in his purposelessness do you see what he has already attained why do we have purposes we feel a particular incompletion he is purposeless goalless and why is he goalless why is he goalless nothing to be gained nothing to be lost whatever is there is already there obviously nothing is to be lost nothing is to be gained as well because what can you gain when there is nothing to be lost there is this beautiful couplet we looked at it yesterday paya kahe so bavara खोया कहे सो कूर पाया खोया कुछ नहीं ज्यो की त्यों भरपूर देर इज नथिंग टू बी लॉस एंड नथिंग टू बी गेन्ड वॉट पर्पज कैन बी देयर एंड देर आर टू काइंड ऑफ पीपल एंड टू काइंड ऑफ पर्पजेज वन हु आर हेल्पेंट दैट वी नीड टू ड्रॉप समथिंग the others who are hell bent that we must gain something this fellow has neither anything to gain nor anything to drop chill no ego to drop no realization to gain nothing no purpose at all 
his gaze is vacant his behavior is purposeless hmm? his senses inactive what does that mean his ears have been blocked his eyes have been gouged out what does that mean his senses are inactive his tongue has been cut <coughs> what is meant by this that his senses are inactive yeah okay what do we what do we mean when we say that the senses are active they they looking they doing something and passing a message and taking meeting with this man he looks at something and just looks at something <coughs> what whatever we sense that gets matched up with some pre determined image or something and then we say it is sweet or something or Basically, the mind only is active when the senses are active. When the senses are active, you probably perceive the world as differentiated reality. What do we mean when the senses are active? This is a good way to put it. Whenever the senses will be active, there would always be this and that. and that this and that is there only because the subject is there the sense of bhed that there is a difference and wherever there will be difference there will be choices wherever you would perceive a difference there would always be priorities and hence something for mind to be busy with <coughs> get this do not get that be here do not be here nice word ugly word beautiful dish abhorrent dish my friend my foe light darkness rough smooth likable dislikable distinctions have ceased and how do distinctions cease not because the eyes have developed some problem but because you can see the one in all diversity that one is shining in everything be it this or be it that and the presence of that one is so complete so dominating over everything else that you do not even remember whether it is rough or smooth whether you saw 
black or white or red or green who remembers that Are you getting it? It's like you meet your loved one. And you are so completely in love that you do not pay any importance to what he or she is wearing, whether it is costly or not whether it carries a brand or not. The presence of love is so utterly overwhelming that the differences become insignificant. You came today to meet me, you came yesterday to meet me. How do I remember these two days? By the difference in your clothing? Is that what will characterize our two meetings? Yeah? Tell me. Pretty things. It does not matter to me whether I am looking at wood or stone, at young or old. I am seeing that. Not that I cannot figure out whether the fellow is young or old. I can figure that out. But it is so insignificant. Like the clothes of the loved one. I can figure out, yes, you are young, he is old. But it is so petty an issue, who wants to pay attention to it? I love you so much, I don't want to pay any attention to what you are wearing. And if I pay too much attention to what you are wearing, probably I don't love you. Are you getting it? What is meant by the senses being inactive? Hmm? Surely the supreme state is everywhere for the liberated mind. Only that is everywhere. Who needs the help of the senses? There is a story by Khalil Gibran. They were searching for the wisest man in the town. And they said, he should be able to look the farthest. The suns, the moons, everything. So ultimately, there is this old fellow who comes to them and he says, I am the one who can look the farthest. They said, all right. Show us how, and then they realize that the fellow is blind. He doesn't have any eyes. He does not have these senses. So they ask him, You are completely blind. How do you look at the world around and the moons and the stars? The story ends here. He says, They are all here. I look at them here. Short story, very, very short story and simple.
that's why somebody has said that don't be too bothered with what your eyes are showing they can only show you limitations eyes can show you only that which is limited that which has a boundary boundaries are essential if boundaries are not there eyes will fail if a particular sound never ceases to come your ears won't detect it your ears detect words only because words are distinct if there is just one word which has an utter continuous never ending ceaseless presence you will not be able to hear it such limitation i can hear that which is coming to me in bits and pieces but i can't hear that which is all the time coming to me that's the pettiness of senses you give me this much i can take it you give me this much i can't take it that's the pettiness of senses <clears throat> go into it in fact using the imagination may be all right right now imagine that a particular sound has been constantly coming to you since the day you were born ceaselessly you will be totally ignorant of that sound that's the pettiness of ears have you ever touched space have you ever touched space you can only touch that which is finite a limited cup i can touch but my skin my sense of touch fails when it comes to touching that which is omnipresent i can't touch that you can touch air all right but you can't touch space that's the futility of senses that's why ashtakri is saying that his senses become inactive he is neither awake nor asleep and neither opens or closes his eyes he is neither awake nor asleep neither opens nor closes his eyes what you call as awake is a particular state of mind the waking state what you call as asleep is just another state of mind called the dreaming or the sleeping slate state the one who is in the waking state is so deeply attached to the waking state that he'll say that reality is when i am awake reality is in the waking state and when i go and sleep and i dream then what i see is imagination fiction dream and the one who is dreaming would say that what i am seeing right now is the absolute truth nothing but this is the truth it is a great mistake to think that the waking state has anything to do with the truth 
it is just as fickle a state of mind as dreaming that's why the realized ones have made no distinction between the waking state and the dreaming state both are one both are transient states of the mind it does not matter whether you are in this or that there is no way you can give preference or priority to one over the other not at all but yes if you are too identified with the world then you will give preference to the waking state because in the waking state the senses become active that is the reason why mankind has been giving so much preference to waking even realization has been connoted with waking up that only indicates that we are very very identified with the senses and with the world in the sleeping state the senses are not really active the mind is active with matter that has been already accumulated with all the stuff of the past the mind is active but the senses are not really active so if you are somebody who pays great importance to senses then you will say no the waking state is better than the dreaming state but the yogi in his world there is no distinction between these two between these two and between the third one also what you call as dreamless sleep sushupti he knows all these are one mere states of mind and one keeps crossing over from one state to other how can i prefer one over the other he lives somewhere else beyond these three beyond jagrati sushupti swapna he lives somewhere else so that's why ashtavakra says that he is neither awake nor asleep he is not in this state of mind he is not in that state of mind we said through negation ashtavakra is taking us to a point beyond negation by telling us that he lives not in jagrati not in swapna he is taking us to the place where the yogi lives where does he live that place has been classically called as turiya but it doesn't matter doesn't matter what you call it it is sufficient that you know that i am not deeply attached to all this that appears and i am not attached to all that which is already there in the mind what is dreaming attachment to that which is accumulated in the mind that is classically called as chitt that which is already there content of the mind mind stuff in dreaming the chitt becomes active in waking the senses indriya become active the yogi is attached neither to the senses nor to the mind stuff he lives somewhere else all right he neither opens nor closes his eyes 
opening of eyes or closing of the eyes both cannot take you beyond the eyes whether you open your eyes or whether you close your eyes you are still operating with the eyes hmm eyes are good wonderful in the waking state they help maintain a particular sense of balance so it's all right but eyes are eyes eyes are eyes they can't be too much for me that which they show the world which shines through them cannot in itself be significant for me getting it eyes are open i see that eyes are closed i see that so how does it matter whether it's they are open or closed eyes are open you are all i see eyes are closed you are all i see now how does it matter whether the eyes are open or closed so the yogi neither opens nor closes his eyes it becomes insignificant for him open it's all right closed all right if there is a movement it's all right opening to closing closing to opening i'm not bothered you are all i see getting it